guys, welcome to another episode of Break Bottles, Not Hearts. I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree. And I'm Frank. We are so excited to have you guys back with us again in this holiday season. <laughs> we get excited about this time of year just because we, um, we like to do inappropriate holiday songs. We do inappropriate versions of holiday <laughs> classics. We also do it a la... Uh, Will Ferrell's impersonation of Robert Goulet. True. So we don't we don't do Robert Goulet. We do specifically Will Ferrell impersonating Robert Goulet. Yeah, I think only a like, few people are going to understand what we're talking about. Yeah, I think if you're a real Will Ferrell fan, mm. you're going to know that sketch. Or an SNL fan. Oh girl, that dress is so scandalous. Yeah. I mean that's classic. That's classical Pharaoh. It's classic. pretty, yeah. It's classic. Classic SNL. So we we enjoy it. Now this does not mean because I know I started with a Christmas song, and you're hearing this before Thanksgiving. So we're posting it two weeks before Thanksgiving. We'll be posting it later on this week. It is not Thanksgiving yet. It is not Christmas yet. So don't let me singing our Christmas song have you under the mm-hmm. impression that we are one of those crazy psycho people. Nope. That celebrate Christmas November 1st. No, we've just been drinking. We have. So that's why that's what the with the music that's what the music's all about. Surprise, surprise, what have we been drinking? Jameson. Surprise, surprise. I you know what I swear, I'm just gonna keep doing this until Jameson sponsors us. (laughs) That's my whole plan behind every blog post, every podcast, every other thing on my Instagram. That's, that's what I'm going to do. As a matter of fact, so they just posted something on their Instagram, and I was like, please don't suck. And it's like this super barrel-proof whiskey that they're doing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw you post something about that. I didn't it's, know what it it's was. It's like though. the black barrel, only like a stronger, I think, APV. Ugh. And I was like, please don't suck. Please I don't know. Suck. I don't know. If such, see, here's the thing. I just don't think that's necessary. Maybe not, but I feel like that kind of thing is like pretty much anti what Irish whiskey is. True, because Irish the whiskey. The whole point of Irish whiskey is that it's light. Right. And it's, it's drinkable. It's easy on the palate. You know? But then again, I say that, and Black Barrel is. Yeah, but Black Barrel's not like this high proof bourbon. True, but Black Barrel is tasty. It really is. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. But, I mean, it's just aged longer. It's not barrel-proof. You know what? You know I'm a sucker for certain things like that. So, if I see it, I'm going to buy it. I think you're for marketing. That's what I think. I am, well, no, I am. I'm a, I, my degrees are in public relations. I think I, you fall for consumerism I consumer. 100% do. I'm not even going to deny that. So, that's not what we're going to talk I'm about. i look this. down my nose at you now. Go ahead. Look down. Look down your big Irish nose at me. Hey! Look all you want to as he scratches his small, tiny Irish nose. Leave me alone. Look down your nose all you want. I am a sucker for really good marketing. I'm also the first person to admit that. So, good job, Jameson. You got me talking about it, even though I wasn't going to talk about it. But you also know the way of my heart. You know what I like? Regular Jameson. Well, yeah. The green bottle, that's the good stuff. The triple distilled. <laughs> the triple distilled. <laughs> Not that double distilled Not bullshit. Not that single distilled crap, but the triple The triple distilled. distilled, that's the one I like. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're not here for us to talk about Jameson and our love for Jameson and all things Jameson when we could be drinking Jameson. See Brought to you by Jameson Irish right. Whiskey. We're, matter of fact, uh, Frank. What's your career? <laughs> this message brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. The best Irish whiskey you're going to find all day. Jameson. <laughs> Jameson. <laughs> what are you, a young 20-something who's wanting to try liquor for the first time? Jameson. Have some Jameson and ginger ale. Goes down smooth and gets you to wake up and you don't know where the fuck you're at. Oh, God. Anyway. Jameson Irish Whiskey. <laughs> Alright, enough of those shenanigans. Let's go ahead and get right into Tired of drinking vodka cranberries like a 14-year-old girl? Uh-huh. Have a Jameson Irish whiskey and feel like you're doing something in life. A 14-year-old Jameson girl. Irish whiskey. Oh, goodness. <laughs> enough of that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right into this week's topic. Since the holidays are around the corner, we thought it would be very apropos. What's that word mean? Apropos is literally almost short for appropriate or on topic Hmm. or approachable for the conversation. Okay. Apropos. I thought we're. That makes me think of Andrew Allen Poe. Apropos, my my best um, Shit's Creek impersonation. Um, So I thought it would be really great for us to talk about all things holidays. And more importantly, um, relationships and dating around the holidays. And this came up because you and I were talking earlier this week and I was telling you, I had a really good buddy of mine in college who used to on purpose make sure he was single from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day. Why is that, Ezra? He had no intention of buying gifts or bringing a girl to his house for the holiday. Because for him, that was like, a really big deal yeah. and he just didn't want to you know take that chance and go down that bridge and you know also bring a girl and not work and then next year for the family be like hey what happened he didn't want the pressure and he didn't want the you know he didn't want all the yeah I get it there's also that expectation and I expectation I say that being a fully functioning woman for 42 years mm-hmm. To know that if I ever had the hint of I'm spending the holidays with a guy I'm dating, I know in my head that that's a big deal. Right. And I know that that guy recognizes it's a big deal, and so he should treat it as such. And I have been, I've been in two very specific situations. Tell us about it. Where, <laughs> where I was brought to like family Christmas yeah. and family New Year's only for it to be like, psych. I just brought you because you're my buddy and you're my pal, and I wanted you to be here for the holidays. Oh my god! And it was How more, awkward. It was so awkward, and not only that. So I want to say, so it was the same guy, and I want to say that it was the same year. So it was like the Christmas and New Year's. It wasn't like Christmas one year, New Year's the next. So I think it really was the same year. So at least shout out to him for having it done in one year, but. I went to his family's house, and I want to say it was like maybe Christmas Eve dinner, because I definitely was with my family for Christmas, and I remember it was a big deal. I can't remember what he got me, but he gave me this really cool 
pullover, which I later found was re-gifted oh. because it was like his sister's and she didn't want it. <laughs> and so he gave it to me and I was like, oh my God, it's my size and it's my favorite color. And I just thought the world of it. And then he was also very religious. And, and first of all, baby Desiree, girl, you should have known better. Come on now. He was like, I'd love for you to go to wash night service with me. And for you heathens out there who don't know what that is, it's basically going to church on New Year's Eve and you're there ringing in the New Year's at church. And I was like, sure, I'll go. Well, what were I've you? never, I've, because that's You didn't drink not, back then, right? Well, so. no, I, I wasn't really as big of a drinker as I am now, but also that wasn't me. Like, I did my bare minimum of church on, like, holidays. Because yeah. this was around that point in college where I was like, organized religion, you got some explaining to do. So, I didn't, I wasn't that connected to church. Mm-hmm. And I definitely wasn't connected to my own spirituality to sit here and be like, there's a higher power that But I think me. a girl or a guy, I, I feel like both sexes are guilty of whatever I gotta be. To be with you, I'm gonna do it. Which is why I went. <laughs> that's why. That's all. You want me to be? Yep, 100. I love watching my service. I go to my church all the time. I am a time. huge Mormon. You kidding me? Huge. Yep. Devout. Look at the Jew. bicycle, kid. I'm all about it. Devout Jew, right here. At <laughs> Baruch and all of that, all of that. The Manischewitz that is pouring through my veins right now. Fiddler on the roof. <laughs> I love Fiddler. Schmidt. Um. So yeah, so you're right. I did that because I wanted to be that person for him and I thought it would get me good points. And I remember being in this, and of course I was like, so at midnight, do you guys like doing countdown? Like, are we, are we not Dick Clark numbers, numbers are from the Satan Hill. We don't, we don't, we didn't do it. So literally they were just like playing me. And don't get me wrong, it, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like the music was good, the sermon was good. It was definitely very mm-hmm. up-tempo. But we're clapping and singing along, and in my head, I'm like, 10, 9, hallelujah, 8, 7, Jesus, 6. And I'm like, can I not get a countdown? Like, we're just gonna like dance and sing into the new year? Like, Lord, we live the new year. <laughs> like, what, is there no like ball drop? Do we drop the baby Jesus? Like, what do we do? And it's so, it's, it's, I know, it's inappropriate. That's what this podcast is about. But, anywho, so I did that whole Christmas thing with him. I did the whole New Year's Eve thing with him, and this was also after he and I, hardcore, not hardcore, we like officially dated my freshman year of college, then he broke up with me, and then we were reconnected years later, and I was like, oh, maybe this reconnection is us getting back, a sign from the Lord that we're going to get back together, and so he did this whole spending Christmas with me, and then we're going to watch my service, and I'm like... Again with the watch night service? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, oh, this is, okay. Yeah. No, no. Like I said, we only did it the one time. And I remember, this is how much of an asshole my mom is. So I remember telling my mom about this and she was like, girl, no, that's not, that's not you. And I was like, but it can be. You don't, you don't. You don't know how good looking this guy is. You don't know. I, I can be this person. And, this, yeah. and of course my mom, you know, being the mom that she is, was just like, Okay, that's right. Well, good but, for her. At least she was being honest with you. But she, yeah, she was. And of course, I was deny, deny. Sure. Because this could be it for me. Um, 
spoiler alert guys it was not it for me <laughs> and it went down in a blaze of glory and we did not end up together however he is living his best life i am living mine we're still in touch we're still good friends wait what but god not like that calm down who is he? Uh, where is he none of your business but it's funny to know that, you know, like I said, Christmas, he wanted to spend the holidays with me, and then it kind of lingered into New Year's. And so, to me, those were huge signs of, okay, he's wanting me. We're in a committed relationship. Exactly. We're, we're in a committed relationship. No, it's true. We're in a committed relationship, and his family likes me, and they did. And I'm spending the holidays. I met his grandma. Like, in my head... The next stop was Zales. That was God. That was where we were going. What is wrong with you? I am a woman. I'm a woman with hormones. So, did you have anything similar where you Never. were like, "Ever"? Well, of course not like that. <laughs> but did you ever have anything where you know you brought a girl home for the holidays, or you were like, "Yeah." Um, Kimberly, we just started dating. So. I feel like I've had that happen in my life many, many times, but it had nothing to do with the holidays. It's pretty much a year-round thing. Oh yeah. How so? <laughs> um, I'm not your boyfriend. We're not dating. So you're not gonna. You're not coming. You're not coming. You know, I have never brought a girl home that I wasn't serious about for like the holiday season before. Okay. So I've never been in that particular situation. I think that's smart, though. Because it's like I said, I think it's a big deal yeah. when you do that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. My thing has always been if if, if you're going to meet my parents, then like we're like seriously dating each other. Right, right. Um, because once you meet, once you met my parents, you need to be fucking all in because <laughs> you need to be invested. You need to be fucking invested because good God, my parents are a train wreck. I'm going to go on a small side note. I know we've talked about this before on this podcast, but you said that and you gave me so many prefaces about meeting your dad mm-hmm. and you were like, yeah, cause my mother's don't, yeah, passed away. cause your mom's passed away yeah. and you were like, don't expect him to say a lie. He's not mad at you. It's not that he doesn't like you. Yeah. He doesn't say that much to he me. We literally talk about four or five things. Mm-hmm. He's not going to like anything that you give him. He's not going to like anything that you eat. And I was like, okay, bet. And this was during football season. Mm-hmm. And your dad likes football a lot, so do I. And we brought him over on a, I want to say it was a Saturday, because I think Georgia was playing. I don't remember. It might have been. And so either way, there was definitely a game on. Mm-hmm. And I also made a big thing of spaghetti, which is like my go-to comfort meal. Yeah, I remember that. And um, and this was maybe kind of early on in our relationship too, it actually. Was, it was pretty early, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember being nervous, but at the same time kind of at ease because secretly I'm like the parent whisperer. And your dad walked in very much with an air of, I'm only here to just be away out of the house. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Where's the smoke station? Listen, listen, listen to a little, little TV, and I don't necessarily want to be bothered. And I, again, I don't know why he sounds like the witch from Pumpkinhead, but he does. <laughs> um, for all you horror fans like us out there. And, uh, they, um, I need you to go get me something from 
fucking bitch. <laughs> so we watched a little bit of football, and then I started commenting on the game, and then commenting about you know college football and ratings and mm-hmm. you know in general. And I think then, that disarmed him a little bit. Yeah. Because he was like, okay, she knows her stats. Yeah. And then he started opening up, and then we were watching different plays. And he was joking around with you, like and messing with you. And yeah. I was like, that, that threw me a little bit. I was like, I know. Okay, that's different. That's and of new. course, you know, he, he's like, you know, I want to go outside and smoke a cigarette. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah. And, and of course, being the good, you know, Georgia girl in Southern hospitality. You had the coffee can out I, had, I, I, I did not have fucking. <laughs> Mom, I did not have a coffee can. We're cigar smokers. I had a proper ashtray. Like, I had a nice little seat out there for him because your dad was having, like, some mobility issues at the time. So I had a nice seat out there for him. I had the little table. I had the little ashtray. Um, And he came back in. We watched some more football. And then he was getting ready to leave. And I was like, well, you can't leave yet because I'm just making some pasta for the spaghetti sauce. And if you can't have it here, I need you to at least, you know, take some. And he was like... I can stick around a little bit. <laughs> oh, there's food to go? Well, oh, I guess I can stick around oh, a little longer. Oh, Smith girl's gonna feed me too? Okay, Frank, good job. <laughs> and and that was it. And so, you know, I know it's a big deal, especially when you have someone and you're bringing them to your family for the first time. But I just had the biggest laugh. And I remember when you left and you took him back to his house, I remember thinking, you were so worried. And I just knew, like, I'm a parent whisperer. Mm-hmm. I just knew. And then, you know, we would go and visit your dad, you know, relatively often. And we, he and I, spent more time talking than you two did. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's the thing about, I think, especially when it comes to the holidays, is I think one of the reasons why it's such a nerve-wracking time, other than the seriousness that happens in your relationship to bring a partner, mm-hmm. is... God forbid, what if they don't get along with your family? So, we were talking about uh, today's episode earlier, and uh, we were kind of sharing stories a little bit about these kinds of experiences. And so, just for the sake of the podcast, we're going to tell the story again. So, I've never particularly, in my memory, I don't don't think I ever have uh, brought someone home for the holidays, but um, when I was a young lad, and I was... uh, I was married to my first wife, which was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. It was the mid-2000s and things were popping off. Were they popping off? Obama was in office. They were popping off? Uh, that's, what, that's what we said back then. Oh, God. That's what they said back then. You don't was know. Is this when you were wearing shorts? Yes. Oh, okay. Jinko shorts, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. But anyway... Um, and so, I remember her brother, who um, at the time, we were like in our early 20s, and her brother was like late 30s, I think. Anyway, he and his wife, got it, they split up and got a divorce, which was a big deal in my family because they were all super tight-knit. And I remember one Christmas, he brought his new girlfriend to Christmas. I bet that went over well. Yeah. It was awkward. Uh-huh. It was a very awkward Christmas time oh, at the house. Everybody, you know, everybody, the parents and the my my sister-in-law and her husband and, and even my, my wife at the time, they were all super nice and cordial and, you know, welcoming. Like, oh, yeah, welcome. But, like, behind closed doors, they were all like, ugh, who is this person? 
You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. No. There's like some stranger in our house kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to get out. Because <laughs> that's the thing, especially in those situations where you've had that partner who have come every single holiday. Yeah. Then the relationship ends and then you bring somebody new. It's like, what? Yeah. Who the hell is this person? Who is this? Yeah. And so again, I think that's where my buddy in college was smart, where he was like, yeah, I'm just going to avoid that by not bringing anybody home. Yeah. And Good so for him. That's a smart thing. It, it is. It's kind of, it, it kind of is smart because then you also don't get yourself in a situation of family members going, oh my gosh, Stacy. And he's like, yeah, about that. This is Michelle. This is Michelle. This is, Michelle. This is the yoga instructor. Yes. Yes. Yoga. That's right. She's also a vegetarian. Oh, oh, shit. Um, okay. One of the other things I um, unfortunately fell victim to hoard um, about the holidays, um, especially related to your partner's parents, is desperately trying to impress them and make it the most holiday of holiday seasons ever. Um, I was dating someone six years ago and who Christmas none of your business who is he oh my god you psycho anyway so I was dating him and um I took it upon myself to be like I am about to Martha Stewart the shit out of this holiday like you guys have no friggin idea how much I'm just gonna kill it and so I you know I made him get a real Christmas tree Mm. which was very much against his brand but I was like, it's gonna be amazing. And I got him all sorts of ornaments and decorations. I had the balsam fir candles going. I did this whole decoration thing. But then his mom and stepdad were gonna spend the holidays with him. And his parents and my parents, specifically the moms, were pretty tight. So it was great. Like our families got along. But I was like, this is gonna be even better because I am going to make. sounds like a disaster when i say that i was a neurotic psychotic bitch i i it it was not pleasant well i'm confused how so what was different what happened okay so you want to die you don't (laughs) want to make it to see father christmas is what you're saying so i i just had this whole it's weird. I keep referring to things like National Lampoon. Yeah, I was about to say, you Clark Griswold yourself. I, Clark, you I really perfect. did. Because yeah. it, was, it was very much like Clark, where it was like, I had the greatest of intentions of this beautiful, like you're going to walk in the house and there's a smell of like orange and cranberry mulled cider. Mm. I made these, I'll never forget this, Mexican eggnog shooters. Yeah. That was basically like this spicy eggnog with tequila caramelized burnt bottomed marshmallows topped with nut like extra fucking shit right fucking partridge in a pear tree At, like literally five golden cock rings and <laughs> I did all this and then was trying to do the dinner and of course like it happens things didn't come out on schedule and dinner got delayed by a bit and stuff wasn't coming out right and I got myself in such a tizzy mm-hmm. that I was making everyone uncomfortable <laughs> And everyone was trying so desperately to like 
lighten the mood and help me out. And I was like, no, no, I've got this. I'm gonna do this. Like I said, I was gonna do it. And so back off, bitch. Back, back off. And so my mother drink your apple cider, whore. Really, like just drink the mulled cider from the <laughs> apples that I personally juiced. And just don't. Matter of fact, right now what you should be doing is watching a Christmas Carol with the sing-along pamphlets that I made. Like I don't even know why you're in the kitchen right now. <laughs> so it got so bad that at one point my mom pulled me outside, and my mom, who is like literally a walking saint, was like, um, "I love you, and I'm gonna say this with every ounce of love and respect. You're acting like a raging bitch." <laughs> And you were like, your mom called me a bitch, and I was like, yeah, we no, told the story, did. and I was very surprised. I was like, she said what? I was like, she your did. Your mom? And the reason why she did that is because that's how I was acting. Right. I was fucking crazy because I had this Clark Griswold mm-hmm. idea in my head of I'm gonna be Wonder Woman and do this one person Christmas spectacular, and he. His mom and stepdad are going to love me even more. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was either that night or the next day, I went to his mom and was like, I am so sorry. Beverly, I am so sorry. Beverly D'Angelo, I am so very sorry. This is not me. It's just I wanted so badly yeah. to make this perfect for you and your son and your husband. And I feel like I made everything horrible. And I... I I'm sorry. And I'm so grateful that obviously all of them were appreciative and, and laughed it off. It's ironic that two days after this, I found out he was cheating on me. But I digress. Um, I digest? So I digress. <laughs> I thought you like, didn't like when I did that joke. No, you said it one time recently and you, I'm, I'm, I hate to call you out, but I You thought like I was you, being so serious. No, you uh-huh. didn't do it as a joke. I called you out. I like, did. Oh, I did that on purpose. No, I did. Anyway, I digress. Um, so how did that relationship turn out again? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I went through this whole thing. It was almost like karma was like, you know what, Desiree? You didn't have to worry about it because if you look through his phone, he's been sleeping with another girl for the past four months. It was devastating. <laughs> <laughs> Happy was, holidays, everybody. I was traumatized. And then we tried to make up and have like this great holiday New Year's in New Orleans, which, surprise, surprise, yeah, <laughs> did not of, work out. It's hard to come back from. Like, it really is. Like, it, it is. And so that kind of goes the whole thing with the holidays because it was like, we were going to try to make it work because it was the holidays. It was... You know, there's something about that whole Christmas. It's a magical time of year. Yeah, there's something about that bullshit time of year with New Year's and your. <laughs> no, it is. Some of like, that bullshit. It is. You know, I'm that sorry. Fucking bullshit. It's like it's complete bullshit to sit there and be like, it's so romantic, Christmas time, New Year's. I'm sorry. Anytime I've been single around Christmas or wow. New Year's, yeah. I have not had a level of optimism of the world of romance. I've sat there like many of us do and go, fuck. But on the, on the other hand, and I don't feel like our listeners know me well enough to know that this is very out of character for me to say. I feel like you can have like a magical time during that time of year. Explain, because this—I I mean, I love you, and I know you, and that does seem out of character. Um, I mean, I feel like you and I have had some times together where, like, uh. What year is it? I feel like I feel like last. Yeah, I feel like uh, not last 
Christmas because you went out of town. But like, I feel like the um, holiday season of 2019 was pretty nice. Like, I feel like we had a really nice time that year. <coughs> Thanksgiving, we had Thanksgiving. <coughs> the Irishman came out. We were really excited it's about bad. that. I can't remember. That would be the first Christmas with my folks. I can't really remember that. I huh. Yeah, and we were here for Christmas. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I've But had... that's a magical time because we were in a relationship. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not denying that it, it's probably it rough sucks. if you're single. It's yeah. problematic when you're single. Yeah. I've yeah. had those Christmases, too, where I was all by myself. So. Yeah. I get it. Have you had... Um, let's go on to New Year's. Have you had one of those New Year's where you're like, I am single and I'm going to make very bad choices tonight? Oh, hell yeah. Because it's yeah, New Year's. I've been single many a New Year's Eve. And everybody is like, I'm going to kiss someone at midnight. It's like, nope. <coughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a very bad choice. Yeah. I don't care if I am at the Wilmington Senior Citizen Resting Home for New Year's Eve. What's a resting home? It's a nursing home. Oh, it's a nice way of putting it. It sounds a little final. Yeah, well. I mean, let's be honest. Let's hang on the mistletoe. Sorry, Get all know. your affairs in order. <laughs> this Christmas. <laughs> Can we talk about how, um, let's wrap it up and talk about how earlier you and I went to kiss each other on the lips. <laughs> and what? there was an electronic current. It was because current. Of the holiday season. It's because of the damn holiday season. Fuck you, Chris Kringle. It's because there's so much electricity in the air. So we did. So I don't have carpet. Um, and I can't say that maybe we... Maybe it was a sweater. <laughs> maybe we both have these big-ass cable sweaters on or something. Yeah. But we did kiss each other and shocked the fuck out of our, out of our lips. Yeah, she hurt. And then, like, minutes later, we're both like, damn, my lips still... Those are my lips still fucking hurt. Well, well I think it hurt you probably more because you have a beard. It's almost like singed your beard. Yeah, I did singe my beard. I'm also sensitive. Are you? I'm a little sensitive boy. You're a little sensitive, little sensitive boy. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, that whole idea of... It's have a kiss at midnight and, you know, share it with the one that you love. Yeah, yeah. no. It just... No, but I gotta say the flip side of that though is I've been on both of us have been in a relationship on New Year's Eve and not in. Mm -hmm. I I can't think of a single fucking New Year's where you and I had a great time at midnight kissing and drinking. I feel like I feel like both you and I are like by like eleven o'clock we're like. Sure, I'm ready for bed. No, I th- I mean, yeah, in a way, because we are getting to that age where it's like, fuck, midnight. But, and that is something that just has to change over in time. I refuse to let that be my life. And, and you know this, you know I'm like kicking and screaming in my old I age. feel like last year it was like, God, this fucking champagne is giving me a headache. Well, so. I'm sure I'm ready for bed. So what that, time is and it? That's the thing. We, had, we had crap champagne because I remember our first New Year's together. You were like, how many bottles should we get? And I'm like, it's champagne. I don't really drink a lot of it on its own, unless it's a mimosa. I don't really drink just champagne. Let's just get one. Or a champagne flip. That was the one New Year's that we've had so far that I was like, damn, I wish I had another bottle. Because remember, we got like a little toasty, and I hope we had a second bottle. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't want I wish we had it more. And I'm like, end. damn you. And you were like, I wish you had told me that because I wanted another bottle. And I was like, I just didn't think. And then there was another one where you just had your, you just had surgery. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it was last year. No. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it wasn't. Maybe it was the, the maybe no that was it was twenty it was twenty nineteen. God, how many how many New Year's have we spent together? That's that had to have been lot. it then. Because twenty nineteen is when I had my surgery. So I was still recuperating. I wonder if that was the New Year's. That was the New Year's, twenty nineteen. Or was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? It was nineteen. Yeah. Where I was just like I wish we had another bottle. Yeah, your parents were here, yeah. Yeah, I just think sometimes... No, 2020 was the one where you were like, I wish we'd had another bottle. And I'm like, well, I was going to get more, but you could Oh, I could have sworn it was, I could have sworn it was like our very first one. Oh, you're a mistake. Oh, it was somebody else. Either way, I think there's just so much, it just boils down to pressure. There's so much pressure when it comes to, do I want to bring someone into my family to spend the holidays with me? Or do I go single and have to deal with I think, it? I think to a degree, a lot of people, because I know that I've done it, I think a lot of people Clark Griswold themselves with pressure. Oh, God. Of yeah. expectations for the holidays we put on ourselves. Right. We've seen so many fucking movies that were like, it's going to be like this magical time like in the mm-hmm. movies. And it's just like, no, that's not really reality. It's got to be... Your family comes to town. They stay in your house. Way too fucking long. They annoy the fucking shit out of you. In your tiny house, which is even tinier when family gets All of here. you get annoyed with each other. And then somehow we got to put a romance in that? Yeah. Somehow we got to we gotta be all lovey-dovey and not try to kill each other? Yeah. Good fucking luck. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Sorry. It's a lot of pressure. And... I don't, I don't know how some people do it. And then also for those families who there's always that consistent, we go to so-and-so's house for the holidays every single year. There's even more pressure to be the person who hosts a holiday. But I say this in the same breath of you and I just rewatched the episode of SNL where Eddie Murphy hosts. And he does this great sketch about he's doing a Christmas toast and he's like, it was a wonderful time. Thank you all so much like for this being really heartfelt here. Toast, yeah. Beautiful, heartfelt, like looks like like a Hallmark, you know, movie and every other thing. He's like, this was a great time to have my dad here, and then cut to dad who's like farting in the bedroom next to him. And it's really loud. Making noises with his mouth. Right, and, and then the like, I'm so grateful to have the grandkids, and then cuts the grandkids running around like demons and everything. Yeah, and he's but, like, get out of here. Yeah. Right, and the whole point of it being. It's a joyous time to be with family. Uh-huh. And it is. It is and it isn't. And it isn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, to add bringing in a partner, someone who you want to add to that bucket of crazy. Yeah. It, it can be a lot. And of course, I say that, and I want to be that person who hosts a holiday like that. Right. Yeah. I've already told you, I'm definitely going to be Clark Griswold. When we're married and we have our house and the people come and stay because I promise you I think you know me well enough to know I will be in the front yard or on the fucking roof pissed off cussing and kicking fucking ornaments over because they won't light up or something and I'll be like the wife in the kitchen secretly smoking cigarettes possibly <laughs> cutting to where my mom was like are you smoking and I'm like no but of course this is me so I'm like full on smoking cigars in the house because I don't give a fuck but that would that would be me, but 
but it's like, why do we put ourselves through that pressure if we know we're going to Clark Griswold ourselves? Yet, both of us are sitting here right now saying, this is what we want, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think the key is going to be somehow doing it and not going full Griswold. Yeah. You can't you can't go full Griswold. You can't go full Griswold. I don't know. I, I don't have any answers. In the, I don't have any answers for you. Sorry. I think well this year you know we can we can do a trial run. We're not in our our home yet. We're not in our forever home. Right. But my parents are coming here for Christmas. Maybe we can see how we can not go full Griswold for this holiday and see how it turns out. Let's try and work on it. I think we should. I'm being serious. I think we should. No, I'm being serious too. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get upset or annoyed with anything. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to timestamp that he just said, "I don't want to get upset." I don't. Or annoyed or anything. Shut up. It is going to happen within the first thirty minutes. Oh my god. Of my family's arrival. No, it won't. For me, it'll happen in the first fifteen minutes yeah. of my family's arrival. That's so you know, you're such a shit dogger. Oh, well, that's the reason why I said it. It'll be the first day. I remember first day, and you were like, oh, me and my parents, we're, we're just so close. And we are. And then, like, the first day that we're here, you just like, we gotta we, go. We are Tired close. of these people. Hate them. I'm just like, what the fuck? We are close, and they get on my nerves. Crowding <laughs> up my fucking refrigerator and whatnot. I think, I think that's what any family does, is we're close, we talk all the time, and they get on my nerves. <laughs> that's true. I'm, I'm sorry. That's it is. It is what it is. So, either way, let us know some of your thoughts about how to spend the holidays with your significant other. How to do it without going full Griswold. Let us know what your holiday plans are. Because, like I said, my folks are coming down for Christmas. Um, we'll be doing the whole Christmas dinner thing here. Have a couple of friends stopping by. But I'm curious to see. What are you How guys doing? People... Maybe we'll stop by your place. Yeah, especially if you got good food. Mm-hmm. White folks don't make potato salad. It's not your lane. Don't. Or mac and cheese, for that matter. Unless your name is Stouffer's. Oh, some racist bullshit. I'm sorry. You guys like to put raisins and nuts in a lot of things. You guys? Yeah, I'm talking to you. My mom never put raisins or nuts in a damn thing. Mm. Hey, you know what? Except for soda bread. Oh, well, no. Soda bread should have raisins in it. Stop. Mm-hmm. I was about to call you out, but then I remembered, yeah, I should have it, shouldn't I? Sometimes. Sometimes. You can make it without it. Different people do different things. Yeah, I tried making it during quarantine and failed miserably. Yeah, it's because you're black. Wow. Oh, sorry. That hurts, doesn't it? Anyway, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast with a new segment. You know what? Potato salad, I'm just going to say it. I hate, I hate to be this person. Mm-hmm. Potato salad needs mustard in it. You can have potato salad with or without mustard. It's gross but, without mustard. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, I think that's like German potato salad or something. But yeah. you can have it with or without. It can be done. I promise you. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast with a new segment we like to call Put It On My Tab. Tab is going to be our 
what is it that we love? What is it that we would actually want? And of course, since I'm your boozy bestie, and this is a podcast um, heavily fueled by alcohol. But a lot of the time, yeah. A lot of time fueled by alcohol. Putting on our tab is going to probably be something in the boozy world or even in the dating relationship world, because we do talk about that in this podcast, that we are absolutely in love with and things that we want. So this week I have something to put on my tab and so does Frank. So for those people who know me, they know I am slightly obsessed with all things Uncle Nearest. Um, If you're not familiar with the Uncle Nearest story of one of the pioneers of whiskey distilling and more importantly, a black man. Um, you definitely need to get on into some knowledge of it, but they've got some really great gear. And so a few days ago, specifically like about six days ago, depending on when we post this podcast, they posted this really great carousel of photos on their Instagram, which is Uncle Nearest. You can find them on IG. And there was something that caught my eye and I immediately sent a message to Frank and was like, um, not sure if you're looking for any last minute gift ideas for me. But they have a barrel-aged coffee, um, which is made in conjunction with the uh, roasters at Bongo Coffee. Um, I, of course, tried to find it on their website, and it looks like, unfortunately, you can only get it if you go to the Shelbyville Distillery in Tennessee for Uncle Nearest. However, it does not mean I'm not going to get my hands on it some way, somehow. So, Fong Weaver, if you were listening and you want to send a poor little black child in Florida some of your barrel-aged coffee because let's be honest it's coffee yeah. and I'm obsessed with coffee and it's barrel-aged whiskey coffee mm. it also has this great like stainless steel rustic Uncle Nearest coffee mug so you didn't really I'm get gonna, into it Uncle Nearest is was, uh, according to lore he was a former slave mm-hmm. who was the guy who taught Jack Daniel how to distill whiskey. True. I didn't get into it too much just because I was like, anyone who knows this podcast should know the history very well. Not to mention, I could go on a very long. I feel like a lot of people are aware of Uncle Nearest. I don't think I don't think enough people are. I don't. Aware I, of I, it. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think enough people are. It's a really good whiskey. We it is. really enjoyed the one we had. Yeah. Flashback to buying that 1820, and you were like, "That's a lot of money. What if it's crap?" And we killed that bottle. Yeah, it was delicious. Quickly. It was delicious. I remember at first sip being like blown away. I know. Both of us were like, oh, oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. And then of course, as luck would have it, cannot find it ever since. <laughs> yeah, right. So again, Fawn Weaver, um, feel free to send us a Christmas Kwanzaa basket to yours truly. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my put it on my tap this week is the Uncle Nearest Barrel Age Coffee. Um, I'm going to try to get my hands on it. If I do, I'll definitely do a review. So, uh, Frankie, do you have something you want to put on your tab? Yeah, I've got something I want to put on my tab. You know what really grinds my gears? What really grinds my gears? Now, uh, on my tab, I'm going to put a bottle of Middleton's Very Rare Irish Whiskey. Oh, tell me about it. Um, it's pretty much... When you're talking like high-end, top-shelf Irish whiskeys, it's pretty much the crown jewel. Um, it runs for about $243 in the bottle. Dang! Um, I've had it one time in my entire life. Uh, and, yeah, it was a very delicious bottle. I would like to try to find one so that I could have it for very special occasions. Um, I know you said... Um 
And of course, that's gonna be one of the things that I secretly try very hard to do. Yeah. You were like, I really want this for our wedding. Oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But um, yeah, 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 it's just a great whiskey, and I'm reading up about it right now on Wikipedia. So, Jamie, you pull up pull up some information about the the Middletons there. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Jamie, who's Jamie? Is that our, that's our non-existent. That's from Joe's Jamie from Joe Rogan. He's oh. the guy that. We can't copy Joe. We need. Um, it, was, it was a joke. Takesha? Takesha. Takesha. Daquan. Can you pull this up? Takesha's gonna get angry because she doesn't know how to work the technology and throw it at the computer. Which is why she's the greatest intern ever. <laughs> but then in her anger, she's gonna be like, okay, fine. In the mid 1970s, our distillers, which own several distillers in Ireland, decided to close most of their existing distilleries and to consolidate production at a new purpose facility in Middleton. I'm like, dang, thanks, Takesha. That was a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Really? Jameson's made it a Mills Distillery. Yeah. The more you know. 1984, Middleton, very rare, was launched to celebrate whiskeys produced in Middleton. Very nice. So yeah, we can. Um, gosh, I don't even know where we could possibly go to. I've only seen it one place around here. Here, right? Yeah. Where was it? It was at the. Uh... The place next to Craft Bar. Yes. You told me that. And well, no, we, much... we both stood there and looked at it. Oh, we did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. How much was it? 247 bucks. <gasps> but you've had it. One time, years ago. So you don't know if it's worth it. Well, it's worth it. It's good. Okay. Great white buffalo. It's okay. damn good. Love to see it. Yeah. Love to see if you can find it. So. So yeah, so that is um, this week's put on our tab. If there's something else that you're really loving and feeling in the world of booziness, um, let us know. Yeah, shoot us some uh, yeah, inspiration. Give, what we should be drinking. Some, tell us what we should be drinking. You tell us, us what we should be drinking. <laughs> give us some suggestions because of course with the holiday season around the corner, um, a lot of the things that we're gonna be suggesting are going to be wink, wink, nudge, nudge, great gift ideas. Mm-hmm. For the significant other, so... I was at the liquor store last night and I saw they had the eggnog in that you love. Evan Williams eggnog. That stuff is tasty and dangerous. We go through bottles. Who's we? You know what? You sit there and you're like, I'm not much of an eggnog person. And then this will be the same dude with a tall glass of eggnog. It wasn't tall. Okay, whatever. You love it. It grew on me. Exactly. But I couldn't drink that much of it. Yeah, my father, of course, can, which yeah. means I'm about to go and grab a couple bottles before he gets here. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening. Again, you can find me on all socials. <clears throat> oh my goodness, I'm dying here. On my website, www.imdsimone.com, and of course, on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at imdsimone. Mm-hmm. And Frankie. You can find me at www.clownpenis.org. Ooh, yeah, we're yeah. official now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a we're raising awareness for whatever clown penises. Um, clown penises. Clown genitalia. It's it's a it's a little talked about subject and it's just been overlooked for too long. So is it a disorder or? Yes. Hundreds <laughs> <laughs> of clowns. Sad, anyway. sad, sad, sad clown penises. Suffer from clown penis. You too contribute. Just 25 cents a day. Clown penis out in the rain in slow-mo. Wow. Well, please feel free to find him at clownpenis.org. But of course, you can find him on Instagram, IG, 
Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat at IamDSimone. So as always, thanks and so much for listening. Again, I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree. And I'm Frank. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.